Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Project Mindy, a podcast recapping The Mindy Project, the sitcom created, produced, written by, and starring the talented Mindy Kaling. Today, I'm joined by my friend Munya again. Hi, everyone. We will be recapping episode 11, Bunk Bed, and we'll dive right in. We start with Mindy in a horse-drawn carriage ride date through Central Park, and we don't know who the man is with her. He is another pasty white male, so do we even find out his name? I don't think so, but we get the impression that, you know, because we haven't seen him in a previous episode, that it's like an early date, and... I, I was just thinking that a carriage ride is kind of something you do when you're further along into a relationship with someone. So I thought that was an interesting choice. I can see Mindy liking it for the romantic comedy aspect. And I couldn't remember if I had never been on a horse-drawn carriage ride. And I just felt like I had because I've seen it in so many shows and movies. Yes, she even says, like, I know this is cliche, but she loves it. And then at one point, the the date says, like, you've been quiet for 20 minutes, which makes me think she likes the idea of a horse carriage ride in Central Park more than actually, like, the guy. That I agree with, definitely. Um, But hijinks must ensue because it is a sitcom. And the horse stops, I think, and they're sort of worried what's going on uh, with the horse. And it turns out, did he hit something or was he just tired? So the so Mindy asks, like, you know, what's going on with this horse? And the carriage driver says, like, oh, peanut butter, he's getting old. And then I don't know how the cops show up, but they shoot the horse And I thought that was very uncalled for. Um, And I I think this will go in the history books of Mindy Project as like the most random opener because it doesn't connect with the rest of the episode. And also very Mindy Project. It was, it's, I didn't notice this, but you did that. It's very not PC, the whole subject matter for me the first thing I noticed was that Mayor de Blasio was trying to get these horse-drawn carriages uh banned in New York and there's a lot of like controversy or controversy about their safety and such and you noticed something else yes so like I was thinking that you know we don't see the carriage driver but to me he the cadence of his voice sounds like an older black man and so this episode aired in I think 2012 or 2013. And um, this was before the Central Park Bird Watcher and all those things that happened. And I think that in, you know, watching this in 2021 eyes, like um, the idea of a cop shooting, you know, a black man's horse um, without consent, like, and the cop says, like, you have to do the humane thing. Um, which, like, you know, when you're putting your animal to sleep, you don't, you don't shoot them. I mean, maybe they do in, like, rural areas. They, you know, see that as, like, the humane thing to do. But, like, in the city, it's like you give them the, the shot and, like, 
they they go to sleep. So I thought that okay. Can you wait until the horse is back at the stable or something? You're like in the middle of the park. Well, you know what? They had to, I think the writers probably thought like, okay, we have to end this date. So how are we going to end? Let's just shoot the horse. That'll end the date. And then they tell each other like, all right, so I guess I'll talk to you in a couple of months. Um, And that was just, I, 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 I see it as kind of like lazy writing. Yes, I could see that there. It's like a late and I'm sure actual TV writers who many of them listen to this will think I'm, you know, I have no idea what's what's going on. But it seems like to me, it's like late night at the writer's room. They're like, we have to wrap up this cold open. What do we do? Okay, shoot the horse. Okay, let's move on. Okay, yeah. yeah um, exactly. And for some reason, this I mean, it is like a dark thing to have happened. But Mindy and, you know, pasty white guy are like, okay, I guess I'll never see you again because this was, you know, awkward. But it seemed like they were having a good time. Why do they have to not see each other? Yeah, and they don't, they didn't seem like horrified by it. And even if you do go through a horrifying experience, you know, on a date, it's not like either of them had anything to do with the horse. So I don't know. Yeah, I think the writers were just, they just had to keep it moving. So we're just left with the impression that, okay, Mindy is still unlucky in her dating life. Yes. And after the credits, we see that Danny is arriving at work and it's work Saturday and he wants to start taking patients on Saturday. So Betsy, Shauna, and Morgan are in the office And we both agreed that we love that doctors take appointments on Saturdays and late nights. Yes, yes. It's a game changer. So I was on totally on Danny's side for this. I know like we see the rest of the crew, everyone's like begrudgingly, you know, coming into work on Saturday. But I think that they should either be getting paid overtime or get a weekday off and, you know, it's as as a patient, I am all about, you know, the Saturday office hours. Agree. Danny is is being smart there. Um, Mindy is with her BFF Gwen at her house in Greenwich. Maybe she had a sleepover, was it probably? Right, because um they're there in the morning having waffles. It's, so it's Saturday morning both in the city and in Greenwich. And, um, you know, they're just having a really great time. We find out that Gwen's husband is out of town and she just, Gwen just wants to get out of the house. And so then was it Mindy's suggestion that they come over? Yes, I think it was Mindy's suggestion. And um, one little thing, I think Mindy said in response to Gwen saying that she thinks her house is haunted, Mindy said, oh, you know, come visit me. There's nothing my apartment isn't haunted. But then she says, as a little aside, um, well, there, there was a, a garment factory fire there, but that was a long time ago or something. So now I think we know she does live in the East Village in the building that the Triangle Shirtwaist factory fire happened in like the early 1900s. Oh. Um, oh. And, and that building is now part of NYU's campus. Oh, so. I- that hmm. yeah so 
Um, now we know she lives around Washington Square Park, or she's supposed to, even though I don't think the external shots of her apartment really are her apartment. But, you know, fun little fact. Yes. <laughs> um, so then while they're kind of like making arrangements uh, for Gwen to come over, um, you know, she's talking, Mindy's thinking about like, we'll get facials, we'll do this. And, you know, um, Mindy doesn't realize that Riley is coming. And then Gwen gets offended that like, you forgot I have a daughter. And I didn't think that was justified. Um, because they're just in like different places. Um, but you know, Mindy quickly adjusts like, oh, okay, Riley's coming, so we will adjust. But she has no idea, like, what kids need. Um, so, and I also felt like Gwen didn't really give her any suggestions of, like, you know, what to do. What did you think about that part? Yeah, I thought it was kind of <laughs> – um, so background, I don't have kids, but you do. And um, I thought it was kind of rude that her daughter said, I want a bunk bed. But you said the kids just say that stuff. And you were surprised that Mindy actually did it. Yes. So, like, kids will say, like, I want this. Like, my son um, always says, like, for my birthday, can can I have this? Can I have this? And I'm like, you just had a birthday last week. Like, it's – are you talking about next year? And, like, you know, so I feel like, you know – they're just kids who are asking for it, but it doesn't mean you have to give it to them. Um, so I was surprised in the next scene to see that Mindy actually did get a bunk bed um, from Ikea. And she calls Morgan, um, who's at work, work Saturday, um, to help. And Morgan just takes off. And so I thought that was interesting, too, that... Um, just kind of like the lack of professionalism at this doctor's <laughs> office. Um, and I can see why Danny is frustrated. Oh, I didn't even think of that. But you're right. Uh, because Morgan will just do anything for Mindy. But but Morgan is the nurse. So he definitely would be needed if there were patients around, right? Yes. Yes. Must, much more than the receptionist. Yes. Yes. Okay. Bad on Morgan then. <laughs> So Morgan comes over and he starts building it and um, Danny shows up to Mindy's place and then throws out, he, he asks for like the directions to the bunk bed and then he rips them up immediately and then just starts building it. Um, and I thought that was a little bit dramatic. Um I don't think I told you this, but did I ever tell you about when we moved and I hired a task rabbit person to put? No, tell me the story. So what happened was when we moved, so like the movers will charge a price and, you know, we took the bunk bed um, apart, but we asked them not to put it together. And I was getting really frustrated because the kids didn't have a place to sleep. Oh, so no. I um, was talking to a friend and he was like, oh, I had, um, I just hired a task rabbit guy. Um, and this is how much he charged, but he was super fast. And I just felt like, okay, this is totally worth the money because for me, it like I, I remember when I first put together the bunk bed, it took me the entire day 
And this person, you know, according to my friend, d- did it in like two hours. So I so had worth a recommendation it. and I hired this guy and he shows up completely high. <gasps> he smells so like he just he smells like weed. Um, anyway, so then my husband is like, um, who is this stranger who <laughs> reeks of weed in our house? And I was like, I uh, like he's the task rabbit guy <laughs> and like so anyway but he just that's what he does he just gets high and he puts together people's ikea furniture and he's very efficient um, wow and uh i was like mindy needed that task rabbit guy i'm su- i thought that story was gonna go in another direction that he just didn't know what he was doing but you know if that's his method and it works for him but I- i'm okay I'm okay. He's not with- my house too long. Yeah. <laughs> and he had lots of stars, you know? So I was like, all right, well, other people have used him. I, I have a friend who vouched for him. But yeah, so then I called my friend back and I was like, uh, your person was like completely high, but very efficient. So thank you. <laughs> While Danny is building this, um, he asks if Min, I think Mindy says, do you want anything to eat? And he says, um, yeah, can I have a sandwich or something? And she says, I don't have anything for that. And I relate to her in that, like, I think before I was married, I just didn't really have, like, like, I never really ate bread. So I didn't have, like, food around all the time. But I think it's also supposed to be, like, a cliche single girl in the city. Like, she eats all her meals out and stuff. So she doesn't spend a lot of time in her apartment. Yes, but you have alcohol. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, then back at the office, uh, Shauna, I always forget her name. Shauna and Betsy are a little bored because Danny said they can't use Facebook. So they're, they're looking for magazines to kind of entertain them. And they go into Danny's office and they find a letter that he had written to his ex-wife. Yes. And then they're reading it. It's very personal. He's talking about how his wife cheated on him. And I just felt really bad for Danny because what an invasion of privacy. Exactly. And even before they read about the cheating part, he just talks about how much he loves her and is like in love with her. And so it starts with that. And they're just like totally sucked in. And then it's basically like entertainment for them, but they they start understanding, you know, Dr. C in a different way um, just because they see like, all right, so this maybe he's not a jerk. He's just someone who's had his heart broken and that's why he has all these walls up. Yes. And who does one of them say we should mail the letter and that's how it ends up getting mailed later? Or... I, I don't remember that. I was actually shocked that it got mailed. Um, but yeah, so while we're in that scene, I think they cut back over to um, Danny and Mindy um, in her apartment and Riley and Gwen arrive. And they they kind of exchange looks like um, Gwen and Gwen sees Danny for the first time. And she's kind of like, oh, like. He's cute. Did you get he's that? Been in the, 
Yeah, but she's been in the office a bunch of times, so I was surprised at that. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but that could be explained because right after um, that scene, Gwen goes to test out the bunk bed, and I think half of it sort of falls on her, and she ends up hurting her arm. Yes, it's a fracture. Fracture. Um, And that, I think, is how her arm ends up in a cast in the Thanksgiving episode, which was a few episodes ago. So this bunk bed episode was supposed to air before then, or at least this scene was. So it makes a little more sense that the arm injury both wasn't explained and that she doesn't recognize Danny because at this point in the show, she has hung out the office a bunch. Yes. Oh, right, right, right. It's all like mixed up. The order of episodes. Um. So then Danny and Mindy are kind of trying to figure out like who's going to go with who. And then Danny says from the get go, like, I will take Gwen to the hospital. You stay with the kid. And Mindy is horrified about being alone with Riley, even though that's her goddaughter, um, which I thought was funny. Um, and then I don't know, like, so, so Danny's taking, um, like a, a, what do you call it? Gwen, she takes a Vicodin, maybe more than one. I don't know. Um, and so she's very like, you know, loopy and very out of loopy. And um, I felt like she was a little bit flirtatious with Danny in the cab. What did you think? I thought so too. And I guess you could blame it on the drugs or whatever, but also, I mean, I get why Danny would want to take her to the hospital because he's a doctor. But right when he said that, I was like, uh, why do you want to go with her? I don't know why that came into my mind. Maybe I'm just like thinking too much into well, it. Well, because the other option, it's like he doesn't want to be home with the kid. And also like you're thinking oh, yeah. about the kid, like, like, you know, she would rather be home with the person she knows rather yeah. than the person she just met. Um, okay. So then, then what happens? Well, they're in the car and Gwen says, um, are you the, she lists kind of describing how Mindy describes the other doctors. And she asks, um, Danny, are you the handsome jerk? And he kind of has a little smile on his face because he goes, oh, Mindy thinks I'm handsome. And you can tell he really likes that. Yes. Um, and then, so we, we went through the drawers, uh, Danny's drawers, like the crew went through Danny's drawers. Um, well, Danny and and Gwen are in the hospital. Well, I think Gwen is being checked out and Dan, the waiting, they're in the waiting room and Danny is sitting next to Allison Williams. I don't remember her character's name. Unimportant. And she has an eye patch, which is like perfectly fitted and everything. So she has like this custom eye. I don't know. It just looked like a nice eye patch, right? Wouldn't you just have like a big bandage over your eye if you were just going to the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Who who knows? Because she was in the waiting room. So it's like she already had it initially looked at. 
right and so be going for a follow-up but I mean she's just so gorgeous that so pretty she can pull that off um and her eye makeup like was on the other eye if my I'm I don't know when this injury took place but if I had one eye injured I don't know if I would bother doing anything to the other eye or not I don't know. Yeah, no, I know, because then you then you're just uneven. It's like you have one eye. And this was around the time girls premiered, so Allison Williams was very, you know, hot. And I was Allison Williams, like she obviously is a lot younger than Danny, but don't you think she has sort of a mature face? So it wasn't as obvious their age difference. Yes, and and Danny also has like you know uh, a young face. Yes, he's like fit, all his hair, um, and they're just kind of like teasing each other. Like you can't tell if they're flirting or just having like witty banter. Um, and then he reveals that he's a doctor and asks to look at it, and you know so then he moves closer to her, which. Looking at this in 2021 eyes, I'm like, they're not wearing masks. They're not spread apart. And I forget, like, it's like you forget, like, how real waiting rooms always have been. And, you know, he lifts the eye patch. And it's like this really romantic moment where, because her eyes are just gorgeous, even bloodshot, um, because a pigeon flew into her eye. I would think she would get some kind of disease. Right? Pigeons are so gross. They are. I mean, who who knows? The point is her eye doesn't even look that bad. Yes. But did you feel like that was kind of random, that, that scene? That she had an eye injury or just that that's how he met her? I mean, just that that scene was in there at all because, um, I mean, from... It's not like she comes or does she come? Well, back? okay. So I think that they wanted to have Danny dating, but um, they didn't want to have him like looking for someone that he, it was just kind of happenstance that he met her. And she does show up as sort of like a casual dater of Danny in later episodes. Okay. I mean, m- maybe what they're trying to show is that like, Mindy is the one who would like if this moment happened with Mindy and she was in the waiting room and she says I'm a doctor and then she looks into um like a handsome guy's eyes like she would totally be like oh my goodness I can't believe this is happening I'm having a moment and it happens to Danny like the person who doesn't even appreciate that Oh, that's so interesting. Yes. And both of us did think it was kind of hot to have, you know, a handsome doctor sort of lean in close to you. I wouldn't want him looking at my pigeon eye, though. You wouldn't? No, I I hope to have like, you know, a cut on my hand or something. I don't know. Hmm. So um, Danny's getting oh. texts from people in the office and... Allison Williams does get a little bold and she's like, oh, is your wife texting you a lot or something? Sort of trying to decide if he's single or not. And both of us felt like that was a little bold. That was a little bold. It's like, you know, making assumptions. Um, I mean, and, you know, she probably is the type of person who like 
looks to see if a guy she's interested in is wearing like a ring or not. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely not be so bold. But I have done the opposite where like if I don't want someone to hit on me, um, I would casually bring up an imaginary boyfriend. Like just say like, oh, like my boyfriend had that same injury, you know, or something like that. That's a good one. <laughs> um, if you're in, in, in a hospital waiting room, you could use that. Um, maybe Alison Williams is just so beautiful. She just like, no, God, no man has ever rejected her. So she would never even think to like, you know, worry about her feelings in that way. Yeah. So then I think we go back to Mindy's apartment where she's sort of trying to bond with Riley, right? Yes. And so, um, what did she say was boring about her place? Um, and then she said, like, do you want to watch TV? Something happened before that. Um, I don't I remember. <laughs> but she says, do you want to watch TV? Which you think, like, okay, now Mindy's finally going to get, like, a break. Um, I thought they would do something else, like paint their nails together or yeah, something like that. Yeah, because she's so girly. So girly, yeah. Um, but she puts on, like, this boring, like, Ken Burns movie which like I believe Ken Burns is known for documentaries yeah I think it was about the Great Depression because it was called the Dust Bowl but if Mindy I don't think Mindy would watch a Ken Burns documentary so it was weird that she was like okay small child (laughs) watch this yeah that was very random like I was like what's like a a intro romantic comedy that is like okay for children um maybe like maybe like parent trap or parent trap something like that like there's just so many other options besides a ken burns documentary so so that doesn't go well and so riley and her go to her room and they um sorry mindy tells riley about how um you know she met her mom and we we, re- we we find out that they met freshman year of college when they had a crush on the same guy. And, you know, first they're probably competitive with each other because of that and they didn't really like each other. But then they got to really know each other and became best friends. And she's sharing this with Riley because she feels like Riley doesn't like her and is hoping that, you know, just like with her mom, that they will soon become friends. The story seems to work, even though I think Riley's a little young to kind of get the significance of, we both like the same guy, because she's like, what, seven or eight or something? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, I think it's another uh, instance of this episode where the writers just wanted to say, okay, so Mindy is having trouble bonding with Riley, but she tells the story and then everything's fine. Yeah, I mean, I actually feel like at this age, they can understand it. Um, and I I really appreciate how Mindy and Riley, like Mindy sees Riley and talks to Riley as a girlfriend more than like an auntie godmother figure. Yes. So is, is that better than, I mean, she's still a little awkward and thinking she's sort of a mini adult, but it's better than sort of baby talking to her in your opinion? 
Yes. And I, I mean, I feel like it's meant to be awkward because it is awkward. Like when you, when you don't know, okay, how am I supposed to talk to this person? And I think what happens is that when there, there's some adults who are around young people all the time, like if you have like young cousins and stuff like that, but there's like long stretches of time. Like I remember for like a long period of time, I just wasn't around kids. And so when I had to talk to my friend's kids, like I didn't know, okay, what am I supposed to do and talk to these people about these people, these kids. Um, But like, and so I'm assuming like Mindy just isn't like, she's not around other kids, right? Besides Riley. Yeah. Her world is very adult. I mean, odd that she helps bring children into the world, but then doesn't interact with them after. I mean, she's just not a pediatrician or something. Right, right. Um, So continuing along this storyline, Gwen ends up coming back from the hospital and Gwen Mindy and Riley are all snuggled up together in bed. Um, And they've made a new itinerary for the next day, which involves going to the zoo and seeing koalas. So we see, okay, Mindy's understanding what child-friendly activities are. Yes. And I, I love that. I think that's like a great idea, zoos and anything outdoors. um, Because I, I found like one of the toughest things for me is like I used to love going to restaurants and I hate going to restaurants with kids, particularly my own kids, just because they're so picky and they're just so terrible. <laughs> the only place I'll go is like a diner that has like chocolate chip pancakes or something. But any place that's like good that has like sophisticated food or like not even sophisticated, if I just want to have like, I don't know, something that's not chicken nuggets or like pancakes. Like I don't go with the kids. So I'm so glad they said the zoo and they said something else. Um, She wants to try on Mindy's bras. Bras. I thought that was so cute. Just like a Um, random thing. It's such a random thing. Um, And then, and then I really related to the, the next part where, you know, they're just talking and whispering and then Riley falls asleep Um, And then Gwen suggests they go into the living room to have drinks. Um, And so I remember when my husband was out of town for like a tech conference and one of my girlfriends, her husband was out of town. And I was like, why don't you bring your two kids over and we will, you know, order pizza, you'll sleep over and then we'll put them to bed and then we'll hang out and we'll like drink wine and watch TV. But what ended up happening is that, like, her baby couldn't sleep without her. So, like, whenever she tried to, like, sneak out of bed, he would wake up. And so we ended up just, like, on separate floors and just, like, texting each other. So I thought that was, like, a really nice end of the night that, like, Gwen and Mindy got to hang out like they did in the old days. And, you know, Riley is still part of it, too. Yeah, I I liked that. Um, that happy ending also. But we find out back at the office that Morgan has mailed the letter to Danny's ex-wife, which again, like, I guess the envelope was already addressed and everything. I guess it would have to be. 
Right. Yeah. Like it, it would have to be something pretty easy. I, I didn't even think about an envelope because all I saw is like Shauna reading from a piece of paper. Um, yeah, that was very nerve wracking. Yeah. And Morgan regret, regrets it. And he tries to sort of break open the, you know, blue sidewalk mailbox, which of course doesn't happen because you can't tamper with the mail. Federal crime. <laughs> yes. Um, and Morgan doesn't need another crime on his record. Yeah, you're right. Like he might, this might put, I mean, it could have been the crime that would change the trajectory of his life. And the show. Yeah. No more Morgan. Um, So what does he do to try to uh, bring up the subject with the other doctors? He tells them that a, a mailer is going around and just mailing things that weren't meant to be mailed. (laughs) Which is, that's, like, so lame that it's funny. Mindy believes it, though. She, like, runs to her office. Yeah, and then Danny just is like, that's not a real thing, Morgan. And he doesn't even look up from his paperwork. And then I think that's, like, the end of the episode. Well, Danny does, Morgan tries to get some more information from Danny. And he says, well, how's your love life? And Danny says, oh, I'm fine in that department. And I sort of took that to mean like, oh, maybe he's going on a date with Allison Williams or like, you know, he got her number or something. So he's not too depressed about his ex-wife. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess that that's what was going on. So even though he sounded really sad in the letter and they were worried about him, maybe he is sort of moving on. Yes, that makes sense. So overall, did you like this episode? Yeah, I did. I think it was a little disjointed with with wanting to cram a bunch of storylines in, but then also having to wrap them up neatly. But it set things up well for future episodes because the letter to the ex-wife comes back, the Allison Williams comes back, and... uh, I'm not sure if Gwen and Riley are in future episodes, but I guess it just introduces another facet of Mindy's life outside of work. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us on Instagram at Project Mindy and on Twitter at Project Mindy Pod. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, other episodes, and anything else you want to hear in the future. Thanks for listening.